Just killing me over here. Well, we don't have a, really an audience, so. Right, 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 <laughs> sure. Uh, you're right. We only have 30 subscribers, so it's not like. <laughs> no, I mean, they're not physically here, which. She just took a shot at us, George. <laughs> no, if they were all here, then I'd be nervous. Yeah, yeah, well, that's fine. They're not here. It's good uh, that they're not right. here. All right, here we go. So uh, another episode of Tabernate Talks. Rolling at you straight. Uh, today, we got a good one. Social media power is in the house. I mean, there's a reason why I picked this guest. She knows her stuff. She is well known in the Philly market. Does Jersey work too, which is awesome. Uh, you know, I found that about, found that out about her, and she uh, she knows her stuff. So we're really going to try to find out how she uses social media to get the attraction that she gets every day, and and how she uses that in her business. We're with uh, Basha Bubel, right? Yep. Uh, with, K <laughs> with KW. I didn't butcher that. See, it's good. Yeah. And uh, she's going to give us her background first. We're going to roll from there. And uh, she's going to tell us a little bit about how she got here and where she's going. So. Yeah. So I initially got into real estate to do investing. And that's all that I wanted to do. And so my journey in real estate started in 2016, 2017 and I flipped a house. And that was by far the best education that right. I ever got. Now, in. did you flip a house before you owned a house? No, that's it. That was my first oh, that house. Oh, that was your, so you lived in it? No, 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 sorry. That was the first purchase that I made and I flipped it, but it, you flipped it right was, back. It was right. a foreclosure, it, okay. like it was not livable. Okay. So that was the first house that I bought, the first house I ever owned. A foreclosure that's not livable. It sounds like yes, a fun deal. in Willingboro, New Jersey. Ugh. And does anybody know where Rolling Brill is? If you do, you'll know. I learned all about Levitt, who built that town. And then he also built Levitt Town in Pennsylvania. Oh, that's awesome. And Levitt Town in Long Island. Okay. And I learned pretty much everything about housing from that house. So okay. that was the best education. I only made $10,000 on that, but that was that was the best education that Only I made $10, money. Only $10,000. That, <laughs> that I made money on. <laughs> right, right. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so when I finished that, I really wanted to buy another property, but I saw me not having a license as a hindrance. Right. Um, because if you're shopping for a deal, you you need to go into 50 houses. Right. And and they're, you know, you're looking at $70,000 houses, $120,000 right. houses. It's All not, range. It's, yeah, it's not fair to the agent. Okay to do that. And it's also a bottleneck. I need to get in there and not wait for the agent. You know, I need right. to just get, get in there and see the, my own houses. Sure. So I was, that's why I got my license. Beautiful. And, and then things changed for me, my financial situation. And then I couldn't invest anymore. So I had to start do selling. something full time right. to make money. And I did not want to go back to an office. I would do anything but go back I to an office. You. So although right now I'm kind of like <laughs> wanting to go back to an office. Like yeah. I'm getting bored not being in an office, which is crazy, I know. Yeah. Well, you mean in an office but still doing the same work? Still doing the same work. Okay, I mean like going to work for a corporation. That's totally different <laughs> yeah. work. Right. Yeah, okay. so I got my license to, you know, I needed to make money um and I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do this well. I know a lot about housing. And 
um, you know, still wanting to right, do so investing, but yeah. So, so then I just went in full force and then I bought my second property. Now, was this still before the pandemic or was this during the pandemic? The, I, I got licensed in late summer of 2018 in Jersey and then Pennsylvania in 2019. And then I bought my first duplex, my first rental property in 2019. 2019. So and, before the pandemic. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. And then my career didn't really take off until the pandemic. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Right. I think that's about 90% of the agents yeah. that are in the market. Right. Yeah. We know that well. Yeah. So you took off then, right? In yeah. the pandemic, you went nuts. What? Yeah. How many deals? I don't even want to. Yeah. Yeah. It was I mean, a I'm lot. Sure I mean, I've sold like 108 units and majority of them have been in the last three years. That's great. Right. So yeah. those are not uh, rookie numbers. Those are big numbers. And uh, would you say majority in, in Jersey or PA or was it just half and half? Or um, I would say it's a good half and half. I mean, probably I saw the most in South Philly. I've kind of wanted to position myself there yeah. and kind of be the queen of South Philly. Right, right. I know I have a lot of competition, a especially time. in the, you know, the old school agents who have been in South Philly for a I long time. I know them time. well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tough to crack. But yeah, equal amount. Equal amount And then you, and you put yourself PA. with KW, which yes. is the South Philly... Absolutely. Real that you want to be with. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Which is great. Um, and they recently just combined now, right? So tell us what's going on. Yeah. So I'm actually excited they combined because to the consumer, having KW Philly and KW Philadelphia is extremely confusing. Yeah. They didn't know who they were going with. Right. Before I joined, I didn't even understand because it's very confusing if who you're working with and which office you're you're in. So so what happened is KW Philly and KW Philadelphia, two entirely combined. different brokerages right. owned by different people, run by different groups combined. And now they're K KW Empower, um, which is awesome. I really wish that they would have kept some Philly name. I think they should have. I, I get, think we spoke about this last week <laughs> yeah. with Dan. Um, I get it. It's hard. It's a, more of a corporate name, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have no, like you're in Philly. You want people to know we're yeah. in Philly. Do you keep a KW Philly or Philadelphia? Right. Or but the then other. I guess you'd have to favor one name or over the other. This well, they're basically I feel like the same a, name anyway, right? I mean, it's exactly. you know, Philly, Philadelphia. It's, I mean, it's not really. Maybe they should have just changed like the spelling. I don't know. Made it like a cool yeah. spelling or KW something. KW Empower sounds like it's from, you're in a, just in another corporate world or something. And you just right. There's no identification anymore to right. Philly. So right. we'll see. It's all very new. Yeah. We're yeah. all just learning. Right. Um, you know, we have, still have to transfer our licenses. That hasn't happened yet. So it's. And what are we talking now? About a thousand agents, I guess, combined? Yeah. Yeah. It must be a little over that because we have 500 and at the KW Philly office. I assume Philadelphia had the same. So not all active, though. Right. <laughs> yeah. But how many would you say are active? Like people like you would know. I think there are probably a solid 100 Out agents in, in each in each office, probably 100, 200. in each office, probably 200 that are really active. That are yeah. really active. You have to remember too that both offices have really big teams. So it's, yeah, those teams kind of, you tend to forget that there are like 40 people on some teams. Right. So I, I had, we went uh, to Jim Roach's office and mm -hmm. did a podcast at his office. Awesome. And uh, he has a, yeah. Tremendous team. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, he went from nothing yeah. to something. And it felt yeah. like if they went overnight, yes. you know, he shot from zero to 40 yep. or 50. 
which is crazy. Right. And so even like, that's a great example. Like all 50 of those agents are not super active. So it's like, let's just say a hundred at each office yeah. that are yeah. super active yeah. that are full doing it full time. So we roll on, right? So, so she's going through the pandemic. She's rocking and rolling. She does a hundred unions at a blink of an eye, which is, you know, <laughs> it's a lot which of work. is great. Right. Um, she gets all kinds of buyers in South Philly. I know about it because I do mortgages for them. <laughs> South Philly buyers are some of the most uh, challenging, I could say, sometimes, depending on what you're running into. Not to put you guys down because I want to continue to do business here. But uh, <laughs> we uh, we do run into a lot of things. So uh, Gen Z buyers, right? Yeah. Seems like you do a lot of them. Yep. Um, you know, millennials and all that stuff. Yep. So tell us about those types of buyers and um, what's so unique uh, that you see with yeah. that type of buyer and how do you navigate them? Yeah, so that was Gen Z millennials, especially in South Philly, were pretty much my bread and butter until the interest rates went up. Right. Well, you're <laughs> um, young, so you're well, going to jive with that crowd. Oh, absolutely. Uh, me and baby boomers do not get along. Um, for whatever reason, they do not see me as an authority. I get it. But boomers are my parents. For whatever reason, they don't see me as an authority or they don't take me seriously in this business, even though I know a lot more than most Sam, of them. Sam, professional. So, I mean, did you show them your portfolio? <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm I've not that good at running How around. How dare you question me? I, you know, so, I've flipped properties. I've sold properties. Yeah. I've closed 100. What do you want from me? Yeah. I mean, I gotta, she got to yeah. bring your book with you. Yeah, yeah I should start doing that. <laughs> right. So then I just realized, you know, I really jive well with Gen Z and millennials. I get them. I'm a millennial, so I completely get them. Um, but that buyer pool, they are the biggest generation. The millennials were the biggest generation that there is. You have to think about boomers were the biggest generation. Well, they gave birth to us. Right. So if, if the biggest generation had two kids, then right. now millennials are going to be the biggest sure. group. Right. And then we are also coming of age where we can afford houses. Right. So we're now the biggest buyer pool. Right. And, and then you get the Gen Zers. And then Gen Zers are really starting, you know, they're not coming on with, I feel like, with as much debt as we millennials are. So, like, the Gen Zers at age 26 are starting to buy houses. And I love them because they really don't know what they're doing. And they know that we professionals who do it every day know more. They and trust they trust you. us. They yeah. Trust you. Well, exactly. they know you're a professional. I'm sure they do their research, right? They right. go online. Exactly. They see your reviews. They see your social media. Yeah. They see what you've closed. They know everything. Right, right. So I love working with them because I can really guide them through everything. I can point out things in houses that they wouldn't catch, and they're great to work with. Um, but the one thing about especially Gen Z and millennials is that a lot of them tend to want their parents' approval for everything. And I think that is- No, you don't say. That is very weird. weird <laughs> for me because like I never bought a house with my parents' approval. Uh, but like I get it. They they just, they want their parents' approval. I'm so. going to be nice on this show though. I'm, <laughs> I, we have to stay nice, right? We have to keep this professional. We got to keep it nice. So, yeah, please keep yeah, going. Because yeah, I'm yeah. thinking yeah. things right now that well, could add on to that, but I'm not going to- well, right. I think, you know, it's great. Obviously, they trust mom and dad. They trust sure they their aunts and uncles. They want their opinions. But I've seen this over and over where the parents talk them out of houses that they really like because the parents don't necessarily like the house and the kids feel like they have to get their parents' approval or that they have to go with the parents, especially if the parents are gifting them money right. for the purchase. Which is almost 
a majority it's, of which deals. is a lot. Yeah. Yes. So then they feel like I have to listen to what mom and dad says. Right. Because you're giving me the money. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we have the dad who always feels like he's the home inspector. And, you know, the the parents often, even though they've they always. Listen, they can make or break a deal. Well, right. Exactly. And also, you know, the parents often have only sold one or two houses in their entire right. lives. So, so how do they really know what they're talking about? <laughs> but they always want to kind of, you know, advise their kids on negotiations. Sure. And, you know, I do this every day is full time. I've sold over a hundred units. So I know I I'm understand a little bit more of how it works than mom and dad who's last bought their house 20 years ago. Sure. So that, that's a, that's definitely that's a huge a, challenge. It's a challenge, but it's still my favorite, um, age to Type work with. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're excited. They're, you know, they have so much to learn and I love to, to educate and teach, you know, as long as somebody's willing to listen. <laughs> you know, a lot of stuff. I mean, I don't want to get into her social media yet. Cause we have to like literally blockade 10 minutes just to that today or 15 minutes because your social media is ridiculous, but you know your stuff as far as your guidelines. It seems like you really know your guidelines. You know what can and can't go, even on the mortgage side. Yeah. Which is surprising because I got to teach every day mm-hmm. realtors, you know, different things that go on in the mortgage business behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, that's not easy because a lot of them don't get it, nor do they want to know. Yeah. They, they want to sell the house. Yeah. You do the mortgage, Alex. Let me know when the deal is cleared to close, right? <laughs> uh, don't mess yeah. with me until then. All right. Yeah. I don't want any problems. Like they, they, they see my name come up on the phone. They don't want to answer because they know there's a problem. Yeah. Right? So they're like, that's it. But you seem to know your your stuff on the uh, mortgage side and the realtor side. Is that yeah. am I right on that? Yeah. I, so believe it or not, we agents get a ton of real estate questions. And I try to stay in my lane as much as possible. So I don't want to start telling somebody how much they qualify for. Oh, sure. I would never that do far. that. Yeah, yeah. You can't go that far. But no. I, but I'm saying basic right. info, but I want to know basic info. I always want to be educated. I will always seek out information. So I want, especially if you want to be in social media and you want to make cool memes, I mean, not memes, yeah. reels, you right. got to come up with some information. So you need right. to know, you know the, some the, stuff. the word is cool. <laughs> like somebody yeah. had said that to me uh, a couple weeks ago. They were like, Alex, people want to see cool stuff yeah well they want to they want they want to be they want it to be cool right they wanted to be funny yeah they wanted to be cool and that's the way gen zers and millennials want to view you they don't want to view you as this mortgage guy with a suit on you know talking about rates and they wanted something that's cool that they can relate to yes right yep yeah which is sometimes not easier for the older guys like me that's that's a problem it's probably easier for you but i gotta i gotta bend sometimes and and lay back and be cool and uh, and and it'll come easier yeah so uh, well i think you could wear your suit and be the mortgage guy and give out facts but just do it in five second increments right right. and you know something interesting catchy yeah that they would like yeah right so all right so you know i gotta go right to it then all right so let's talk about your social media all right so this is what got her on the show. Like, All right, awesome. I'm, it's, it's, I'm serious. Like, she does a ton of reels, a ton of TikToks, uh, Instagram, out the wazoo. Uh, you see her, like, I'm, I'm telling you, go to her page. You're going to see all kinds of things about mortgages, uh, real, real estate, selling, buying, guidelines, uh, memes, you name it, it's on there. Yeah. How many followers do you have right now? I have a little over 5,000, which is 
not nearly enough. That's like five thousand is a lot. Yeah, I mean five thousand to me. But those are is organic. Failure. Those are organic followers. Right? Yeah, I mean, they're your you built that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a plus. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I wanted to be much further along, and so where I wanted it to be and where it is 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 disappointing for me personally. So I'm pivoting. What are you trying my to get strategy? A hundred thousand at the least. You want to get to a hundred thousand. A hundred thousand at the least. Wow. All right, so what's the, like, all right, so, because you're going to have to coach me too, right? Because, so, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I try this stuff, right? I've even hired a marketer who's a, you know, two marketers in the past who are young guys, young 20s, right? Yeah. They know their stuff. They come out of school for marketing, right? So that's what they do. They know the, you know, they know the Instagram and the Facebook and the, all that stuff. And it's tough to build followers. It is. Yeah. Especially in real estate. Period. Yeah. It's... So what's the secret? <laughs> All right. So, uh, Instagram, um, we're not talking about TikTok. We're just talking about Instagram. It's basically this ginormous neural network and it keeps things keep moving. Right. Right. So just imagine a huge neural network and you post the video and for whatever reason that one goes viral and another person could post the same exact video and it won't go anywhere. So it's just the luck of the draw. So kind of, it seems that it's, I mean, the way I'm explaining it kind of seems that way, but it's basically this big neural network that just keeps shifting and changing. And so you kind of have to bob and weave with it. And if your content isn't being picked up, it's just not interesting. And so I had to learn that the hard way. And there, which I think, no, I think everybody learns yeah, that the hard which way. Yeah, which it's, you know, real estate is such a great example because during COVID, uh, house tours were the thing and they did so well. So any real estate account that started during COVID, 2000, 2000, uh, 2020 and 2021, they did really well. Okay. Um, house tours were the thing. And then it just completely changed. Right now, funnies are in. Anything funny is really in. So it's, it, there's a it lot of it seems like everybody's doing the same thing. See, that's the that's thing. The and then, the, and then, right. Like the lady dancing, you know, she does it, she's turning and doing all this stuff, right? So, right. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Right. Like, it seems like it's the same one and then everybody's doing it. Right. And see the, so then, then we go back to the neural network of then the algorithm sees that. And then they're like, we're not going to promote that stuff. Now it's all the same. So they're always, the algorithm's always searching for new original content, something, something original, something that speaks to people. And so real estate is extremely saturated. So some of us could be putting out great content and you still won't take off because you're just not putting out content that resonates with people. You have to put out content that people want to click on, rewatch, share, and maybe they giggle at it and save it. That's what you want. And if you're not getting that, your content just isn't hitting it. So and it and it never will. Yeah, and so I was actually in that because I was like, I'm going to do property tours. I'm so good at them. I'm going to do property tours, and then I realized, you know, I gave that a, re- a really long go, and I'm like, this isn't it. Yeah, this is not doing me any favors. And then you really start to see that the mar- the Instagram algorithm shifted toward the funnies okay. a lot. So you kind of always have to be on your feet and think of really good content. Okay. So it's, it, there isn't, 
there's no there's one. No, and I bought a course that sure. would tell me like what to do from right, another right. real what estate to post account and what to say. And yeah. it's just I literally did everything she said, and then I was like, "This isn't it. You cannot, you cannot do it this way. It's constantly changing." So people want, oh, give me the five hashtags. It doesn't work that way. You have to be active, engaging on there. But your content is the number one thing. If people okay. don't want to rewatch it, click on it. Then it's not going to work. Yeah, you just have to How think. About Facebook? Like, Fa- Facebook? Facebook is has, okay, Facebook has turned into the boomer space. Right. Which is just really unfortunate because I joined Facebook when it first came on and it was only available to college students and I was Somebody's a, a little bit saltier. <laughs> All right. This is, and, then, and this is why I told you I had her on. Cause I, cause it's a, you know, when you dive into a social media person like this and you hit pain points like Facebook. Yeah. I know. Well, you know. so now it's none of the younger Gen Z is not on Facebook. Millennials oh, are the her. millennials forget are the her. last people. Like the, I, the I, elder I, millennials are now the last people on like Facebook. Like I ask people all the time, you know, I, I sent you a message on Facebook. Didn't you get it? And, and, and the realtor will look at me like Facebook. Yeah. Like you think I checked my Facebook? Yeah. I don't even think I have a Facebook. I don't know right. Last time I was on there, you know. But I so. will say that I have gotten a lot of business from Facebook because if you have a lot of friends on Facebook, that's how you stay top of mind to your sphere, your people. Okay. So if you know, that's how I can reach people that I went to elementary school with sure. that I haven't talked to in 20 plus so years. you're saying you have gotten business off of Facebook. Absolutely. But I, not from my business page, from my personal page, because I'm posting things and people see that, oh, hey, she's in real estate. And then what do they do? They DM you, I guess? Exactly. Stuff. They reach out. They call me. They reach out. Yeah. So if Facebook is phenomenal for business, but not for ads or like, Reels, right? They do have a reel section, but yeah, it's, it's not, not the same as Instagram. Does yeah, so nobody does it. Facebook's phenomenal for your friends, your circle. To Guess keep what top else is good? Mind. LinkedIn is good too. LinkedIn is phenomenal. LinkedIn, I've gotten yes. business off of. Unfortunately, I don't really utilize it because I was in New York City for a while, so my, all my professional circle is in New York City. In New York. So, so I okay. um okay. I don't utilize it, but I should. It's great. Yeah. I mean, we've posted on there. People have reached out to us and uh, they want to refi. They want to buy. Yes. I mean, it's just out of nowhere. Absolutely. LinkedIn. You know. LinkedIn is such a great place yeah. to network and apparently to date too now. Oh, I've I heard. Didn't know that. I've heard. I don't know. I've been married for a long time. So, but I've heard. <laughs> I saw this. Somebody post an article on on Instagram that like LinkedIn. Like is I don't new know. Would you go place. to LinkedIn to go dating? I guess I have no idea what they do. But somebody yeah. posted this I article, see. and I thought I it guess was nowadays, so funny. you know, this is this is what you revert to. You say, "Let me go to LinkedIn tonight and see where I can land my next date." You know, yeah. I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a tip there that. Yeah, you for those know, of you searching. Check out LinkedIn. <laughs> Even you single guys and gals out there that are yeah. that are searching. All right, so let's move on. So, so your social media explodes. You get a lot of business. I, I, I would say, what share of business do you think you get off of social media? Just to, let's, yeah. let's say out of 100 deals. <clears throat> so not nothing yet. You cannot get, I mean, I don't, want, I don't ever want to say you cannot. So you need to have a significant following to convert. So 5,000 is, is not going to get you anything. I now, what have, if you just follow a bunch of people? Will they all follow you back? Is that the way to... Um, sometimes, th- that's a very old strategy. Okay. Um, it, that's not organic growth. And so it's not really going to... Get you anywhere. Get you anywhere. Um, but 
I have the people that I have had reached out to me on Instagram. Um, they're not quite ready. They're just coming to my page to read, to learn. Okay. So they're not quite ready. They're, they're right. moving toward that right. They're step. in your pipeline yep. to, to Yep, and then um, a lot of renters. So I need to grow. I definitely need to grow that following to con to convert. Okay, okay. I mean, you got like a landing page, I guess, that they would go to? Yeah, or? I have a link tree that has um, they could fill out their a home valuation right, right. for sellers and then yeah. another intake form for buyers. And I also love helping new real estate agents. So I also have an option for them too. You know, I think um, stories is sometimes even better than posting. Oh like yeah. Like I'll see stories where I'll get, you know, two, 300 views on a story mm -hmm. and five likes on the post. Oh yeah. Stories are great. Stories I yeah. think are better sometimes. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. There are accounts that just run off stories. Right. Yeah. yeah. You have to have a large following. You have to have a large following. Yeah. Right. Wow. We got to work on the followers. I mean, that's, that's the key I think to. Is to that my phone? No. Is that your phone? Oh, my God, it is. I'm so That's sorry. That's okay. That's I all right. I totally thought it was all. Real estate never stops. We know that. I'm so yeah, sorry. rings, it rings. It's fine. <laughs> no problem. So, all right, so let's move on. Um, I want to get a little serious now with these bidding wars that are going on. Yes. We're back into it. Big time. So, if you are in the market right now, I've been, this weekend was one of my busiest to start off the year uh, than I've seen in a while. Like I was busy on Saturday and yeah. Sunday. We were twiddling our thumbs in November and December, as you know, was, yeah. was pretty much dead. Um, and then it seems like it's we just went right full on speed in the middle of December up until now with these rates coming down. Yep. That, you know, we've really broken loose. Uh, the bidding wars have gotten to a point where I'm getting people calling me saying, do I really need to go 20, 30, $40,000 over? And guess what? The answer is yes. Absolutely. We're back to that again. Yeah. Kind of never really went away. Yeah, it never went away. Right? In the suburbs, but it never. But it felt yeah. like it went away a little mm -hmm. bit because it slowed down mm -hmm. and the rates were so high that yeah. you weren't getting that amount of people that even wanted to buy, period. Yeah. But now it seems like everybody jumped back in as we got into the new year. The rates went down and uh, we're seeing a lot of action on, on bidding wars. So what I want to ask you is, and it's the million dollar question because people ask me it, but I'm not a realtor. How do you win a bidding war? Oh, that is my area of expertise. Oh, there we go. All right. right? So, uh, interestingly enough, when you have a couple of listings in the suburbs, you you see exactly suburbs is a different animal. Yeah, than Philly. Yeah, no absolutely. Right. Um, so, actually, in the beginning of COVID, it was twenty, thirty k over asking. Okay. And then in the last eight months, really almost a year, it really went up to like 50, 75K over asking. So it really changed. So, so it went crazy Interest again. rates went up, but yes. so did the, the prices. The prices because- The inventory. Everyone's just trying to beat out everybody else. Yeah. So you have to get comfortable with going at least 20K over asking. But So do you advise your buyers or if the bat would get to go in 20 over? Uh, it's, so it really depends on the area and the price of the home. Um, if it's an, and, and the, and the house. So if it's a nice house that everybody wants, um, yeah, I'm going to tell them right this the is bat. the range that you need to go over. You, you have to be comfortable with it. If you're not comfortable with this and don't do it. Yeah. You know, I always say, is this house or nine or 10 for you? If it's a nine or 10 for you, you then go, go all in. in. I say, go you got to put all your eggs in the basket. Right. Even 30 over 40 over wherever it may be. Yeah. And sometimes it's 70 K over. I mean, it really depends how nice the house yeah, is. 70 K yeah. over. And if you're going into the, like the six, $700,000 price range, a hundred thousand over is a hundred thousand over. Yeah. Which is right. 
ridiculous. I know. So you have to go in really high, as high as you can. There are so many buyers who are hesitant. Isn't this putting us in really a mess here? Like we're not going to ever get out of. um, I'm not sure because I, all those people who are doing that are like, you know, 20% down. They all have equity in it. So I I don't know how it's going to play out for them, but I always tell people, you know, you got to think of this. If you're only going to be in it for two, three years and you shouldn't buy, but Every situation is different, but you have to go in really high, as high as you can. You have to um, offer to cover all inspection repairs or waive inspections. I never, ever recommend waiving inspections. Good. Never, ever recommend waiving inspections. A good person, good woman. (laughs) So, so, okay. Okay. Interesting thing is doing both PA and New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. In New Jersey. They want you to waive inspections. No one waives inspections. But they, they want you to, though. Well, any seller, every seller wants you to waive inspections. But, no, in New Jersey, buyers do not waive inspections. The only people who put in offers with waiving inspections are PA agents. Really? Who I didn't are, realize that. Yes. In Pennsylvania, though, it's the opposite. It's like I feel like it's half like, I feel like of it's the people waive inspections. inspections. It's the Pennsylvania burps. I don't know who started it, who, but it's like the norm. In Pennsylvania... Most of the buyers are waiving inspections in New Jersey. No, and I don't. I don't know how it happened, but that that's the difference in the market. So if you're shopping in Pennsylvania in the burbs, you have to go very high over asking. You're competing with people who are waiving inspections, and if you can't waive inspections, and you need to offer to cover twenty, thirty thousand dollars in inspection repairs, and that's a whole discussion. Right, and then you know? I get, and then I got to sign an appraisal. And then the third piece is you got to cover the entire appraisal gap. Thank you. Which is, you know. Which a lot of people can't do. But this sure. is how you win. You want to win a bidding war. So I got to go 100 to over yeah. and you gotta, do another 20 on top of that in case the appraisal yes. is less or 25 whatever Yeah, right. But if you're shopping for a $400,000 house, you, you know, you don't. You're not going to need to do that. I, I'm, right. Although, to be fair, I, you know, I had an offer in on an Abington house in the summer and you know my buyers went 70k over asking and it sold for 100k over asking which was insane but it was priced really really well and I think that's why it got it got so high you like dealing with Jersey realtors better than PA realtors? no PA realtors all day really yes New Jersey doesn't have standards where we're all being taught the same things. And so I call New Jersey or South Jersey, the wild, wild West. The, the realtors really, they're not knowledgeable enough. And it's not an offense to the real estate agents. It's really a commentary on the brokerage and the standards. So they, a lot of them don't know enough about the basics. They don't understand the contracts. Which turns from the training from the, from the Yeah. And because yeah. New, Pennsylvania has boilerplates for everything. The contract is the, is everything is in that contract clearly spelled out. There's an addendum for everything. New Jersey really prefers that you use attorneys. And so they don't really have everything laid out clearly. And so New Jersey real estate agents, is like the wild, wild west where a lot of them are just doing their own thing. So I will, pr- and they're, and they're not as cooperative. This is, this is good feedback yeah. here because I deal with a lot of Jersey agents too, right? So which ones do you prefer? Uh, you know, I made Be a honest. lot of, you know, <laughs> okay. So let me, let me, let's, 
it's a two part question there, but I'm going to say I started in Jersey. Like my, my business was all Jersey, right? 20 years ago. Then I moved into the city 20 years ago and I made a lot of friends here. Yeah. And you're right now dealing with these agents versus dealing with over there. They're a little bit more, you know what it is? We're more fast paced here. They're more, you got to be in the game. You got to know your stuff. Yeah. Versus there. I think they're a little bit more, they're not that fast, hundred miles an hour. Like we got to get the deal done. This is how you win it. They're it's not as cooperative. It's, it's a different person. Right. Exactly. And they're not as cooperative. I find that the Jersey agents tend to have their fisty cuffs up and want to start a fight when I'm like, we're all trying to get to the same goal yeah. Yeah. while also serving our client's best interest. But as soon as I got my PA license, I was like, wow, total PA agents are just so much nicer and more cooperative. It's so great. There's just, there's a lot that goes on in PA too. So, you know, it's a small, small community. Yeah. You don't want to burn a bridge here, right? Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. I would say that's more common. Everybody knows everybody more here where in New Jersey, it doesn't feel like that. So, um, right. That's a different, that's a different Mm -hmm. aspect. Right. So, all right. So, so you win a bidding war, uh, which is not easy to do. Yeah. Uh, but there's no bidding wars in Philly right now, right? I mean, what do you? No, no, not in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> if you want looking for a deal, come to Philly. Right, right. Wait, like where? Where in Philly should I go right now to get the best deals? South Philly. South Philly. South Philly's where it's at. We have so much inventory. One nine one four eight which is, you know, most of Pashonk, Melrose, not Melrose. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. Um, uh, Melrose is four or five. Um, Pashonk is always hot because it's Pashonk. But if you go a little bit um, further south to Lower Moimensing, Whitman, um, parts of Pennsport, there's so much inventory. So they're running at about six months of inventory, which, you know, six months is considered a super balanced market. And if you're getting anywhere close to zero, you're in a super seller's market. But really six months of inventory, it's not a balanced market. It's a strong buyer's market. Is that because people are running out of the city, you think? Um, um, well, this. So, so remember I said South Philly, first time home buyers were my bread and butter. And then they disappeared with the interest rates. They can't afford it. So they can't, the, their rents are much lower than their mortgage than would be. buying a house, right. Yeah, when the rates, rates were lower, their mortgages were much lower than sure, their rent. And so it was, yeah, so right. it made sense. But um, yeah, there's been, you know, some pockets of 4-8. There's been some crime. And so maybe that's a part of it too. But um, I mean, there's plenty of crime everywhere throughout the city, I feel like. And that's people true. are still buying. Oh, yeah. So yeah. South Philly just has the, so I think much the magic inventory. number for interest rates are the fives. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, fives. my, my yep. opinion is, is once these rates really steady fives like five and a half yeah five and a quarter we're rolling i agree i think that's what we're gonna get the first time south philly buyers out they're gonna come back and so four five one nine one four five one nine one four eight four seven and four six those are my four main zip codes they have almost they have between four and six months of inventory which means that there's plenty of inventory not a lot of demand, but there's so much inventory that buyers really do have the upper hand. Now, when I say that, I don't mean offer 100K below asking. That's not going to get you anywhere. 
but no? <laughs> really, because I was going to call you after the show and say, can you hook me up with a deal? You know, I saw it was up for 300. Maybe I can get it for two. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah, that South Philly is, you know, where to get the deal, especially if you can buy something along broad. Right, yeah, uh, because sure. those areas are always going to be the problem where I'm at in four or five. They still jack the prices a little too high. Uh, you have well, to be, and the, that's why they sit there for for six months right. because every that, South Philly seller thinks that their right. 1980s last update is worth six hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh yeah, I, deal I with see it, it all I, the time. I, know. I, I mean, and I try to tell them too because I live there. I'm saying, listen, you're never going to be able to get rid of this thing for six hundred thousand. Yeah. Not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't understand what I put in this thing. Exactly. You don't know what I did to this thing. Hey, what, I, I've, I mean, it doesn't matter. Right. What they did to it 40 years ago, too. <laughs> I did a refinance for a guy, and uh, you know, he said the house value is 650. It came in at 450. Okay. <laughs> so he screamed at me like it just yep. blew me up. It was you a know, boomer, it was a re- right? Oh, yes. Total. Just ripped me. You are crazy. Your company stinks. I'll never use a green tree again. I'm done. You know, they just don't want to hear it. It's worth 650. You can't get me 650. I'll go to the credit union at the corner and they'll give me the 650. Sure they will. No, they won't. It's not worth it. Yeah. What did he go? I want to know. He wound up going with, I I had to reduce the loan amount to three, whatever, to make 80% of the loan to value. And we closed the deal. Oh, so he didn't go to the credit union. No. (laughs) He just, he ripped me for a week or whatever. And then, of course, he must have talked to other people and they, you know, they hear and they see, oh, it really isn't worth that. Yeah. Maybe you talk to somebody in the bank and they said, no, they're right. Yeah. And boom, he came back. Let's close the deal. Well, you do know? you, so do, so do you have internal appraisers? Correct. You we do. Talk to them. Okay. I mean, we don't, we can't go too far, right? So with a conventional appraisal, you have to order through the appraisal management company. That's picked by the company, right? So, so they're in a round robin. In, right, but they're separate. They're their own. They're separate they're their own. And then FHA, right. you, we order the appraiser directly with the appraiser, right? So, so it doesn't go through the appraisal management system. Okay. We literally just send the order directly to the appraiser. We can't tell them what to do either, right? So we can't say, I need 650000 Absolutely. I was going to you know. say, they yeah. are People independent think we can do that. with their own license. Correct. And- they don't yeah. want to lose their license. So they're not just going to say, oh, well, Alex Tabernay has been with Green Tree for 25 years. He's awesome. Uh, what number do they need? Six yeah. Yeah. Let's just give them six. Yeah. I mean, it just, it can't right. happen. That's not the way the world is. Right, right. You know, the way the world is, is they'll lose their license. I'll lose my license. Green Tree will be in trouble. I mean, everybody, it's not worth it. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. so, um, yep. but you're right. I don't think people are realizing, you know, what's going on with the values and they're really not as high as they were, especially now. Yes. And the, same in the burbs. The ones that are overpricing are also sitting longer, which in the suburbs means like one to two weeks. <laughs> you right. know, in Philly, sitting longer means three to six months. But yeah. they're also sitting and and they're not going to get as great terms because you overpriced. And so now you're not getting the, I'll cover all inspection repairs. I'll cover the appraisal gap. Yeah. So yeah. got to price your house right. Yeah. There you go. This is experience talking here. I mean, you know, it's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, I wanted to touch on new realtors getting in the business. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that are getting out, right? Unfortunately, because they can't uh, survive the downturn, which is a shame. Um, but then I do see ones that are getting in. Um, yes. New ones that are, you know, they're they're starting at the bottom of the market here. 
And mm-hmm. I think that if they stick it out now, they're really going to see a good market coming up. Yeah. And when these rates go back down, what's your tips on uh, new realtors getting back into it? Um, what, what would you say to survive this last little blip? I think because we're going to see the, the yeah. beginning of the of the light here, which we already are. I think, like I said, this past weekend, I was more busier than I've been in a while. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? New realtors just entering, just yeah. got licensed. Um, well, first, I think a most people that are getting licensed think that they're going to sign up with a brokerage and someone's going to give them leads and they don't, they don't realize that we are on our own for the most part, unless you join a team that gives you leads. Right. And you have to think and operate like a small business. And I always say you are running a little store and you're going to have to go get inventory and you're going to have to market that store and get people in the door to buy your product. Except this time it's a service and there are a lot of us doing the same service. So it's really competitive and yeah. you have to go find your own business. And then and the, the realtors are even turning to us to, for the leads too. You know, yes. Yes. You know, and you know. yeah. And a lot of mortgage people are turning to us too, you know, sure. for leads. So, you know, we, I do a we ton all of need leads. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, you exactly. Know. I have realtor.com going. Yeah. Uh, Ylopo, a couple other things going. It's awesome. With, yeah. You know, yeah. So the, I see a lot of agents that get in that have a really great social network that have a great sphere and they don't utilize it. And I don't know why <laughs> that's literally the best way to do business. A lot of them are embarrassed. They're embarrassed. I was too. And I really had a very tiny They don't tiny want to seem sphere. like they're like, like yeah. salesperson. Yeah. Whatever. So um, my best advice is figure out what you like to do. Some of you are going to be really good at cold calling. Go for it. Some of you are going to be really good at sales. That salesy approach of door knocking and cold calling, go for it. If that's your strength, that's something that can be taught at a lot of your brokerages, a lot of the big national programs like Tom Ferry. KW has a great program for that to teach you really how to be salesy, do the cold calls and do that stuff. That's not my personality. If that's not yours, that's okay. There's a way to succeed in this business for everyone. I love giving gifts and making people feel special. And that's what I did. I dropped off little Valentine's Day is coming up. The first thing I did was I did little candy boxes, um, little, went to the dollar store and got those little mailboxes and I stuffed them with candy and left a little Valentine's Day message. Sure. um, Something different? Yeah, something, something to make you stand out, something to reach out to the people you care about. It could be as simple as a handwritten note to 20 people that you know. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be salesy. You just have to put yourself out there, market yourself on social media. And by market, I mean post, 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 so that the people you know know you. Um, if you don't have a network, that could be a way to get to know other people. I mean, there's so many ways to succeed. You know, I bought leads too because it was easy right. and I was good at it. I was yeah. good at the conversion right. until the rates went up and then my entire- Right, it didn't matter. Then everything went away. But right. um, so new agents who are getting started, you want to figure out what prospecting you enjoy and don't forget that you have to what tell about, people about What about, about good old-fashioned hustling? That's it. Yeah, that's, that's the hustling, yeah. You got to hustle. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's, in summary, what I was trying to say is you got to hustle. You Whether it's hustle. cold calling. That's the man's way of saying it. Yeah. Hustle. You got to hustle. You got to hustle. work hard, right? I mean, but seriously, though, you got to work. Yeah. And sometimes, which is what I did, I door knocked, I cold called. I don't like that. I also 
I was in a small office. I started out Caldwell. I would raise my hand to for any time, anytime somebody needed help. Yes, I'll do it. Yeah. Any, yeah. you need me to host an open Good. house. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. People like and that. And then the agents notice you and then they throw you some business. Yeah. So there's so many ways to succeed. You have to think like an entrepreneur and you got to find a way if you can't, you know, if you, the traditional ways don't work for you, then you got to find a different way. Be creative and Why not hustle. just jump it on a team? Does that work? That that works, but, you, still you know, hustle. you absolutely. I mean, I know agents who are on teams. You're giving up 50% of your commission and you're running around doing a lot of business, but for half the money. Yeah. But if you don't know it. how to get leads, that's totally worth it. Not for me. I I, I like to be the, the top dog. I don't want to sure. work for anybody else. Yeah, but, yeah. well, your experience. Right. Sure. But some people do really well on teams. So it, there's there's so many ways to succeed and you got to find what works best for you. Teams are great for some people and not great for others. Um, a lot easier to get business if you're on a team that feeds you leads okay. versus a solo agent for sure. Okay. okay. Um, but there's so many ways to succeed. You just, you have to hustle. Every day has to be a hustle. All day. Yeah. You have to think like an entrepreneur and hustle. Do you work on the weekends? Absolutely. Nighttime? Yeah. All the time on vacation. Yeah. I worked you're on my honeymoon. Um, and your husband, he, does, uh, he understands, I guess, right? Yeah, well, he's an entrepreneur, too, and he works. Actually, there was a funny reel that I shared in my stories today <laughs> of this girl doing I these circles of, like, when you're an entrepreneur, you just work <laughs> like this around the clock. So he's working nonstop, too. He's working nonstop. Yeah, I'm entering the, st the stage in my business where I'm trying to have more balance. But, you know, if if you if you have I think, I think one of the big, biggest problems is... is what do I do every day? Like, you know, the agents and loan officers really don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Yes. The minute they wake up to the minute that they go to sleep, right? It just doesn't come to them. Yes. Some people it comes easy to. Some people are natural hustlers. Absolutely. And they make it rain when it's not raining, right? Yeah, they that's find, my husband, yeah. Right? They just, they're natural hustlers. That's it. Yep. Then some people need to be, they wake up at eight o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning and they need to be told what to do. Yes, Right. That's the majority like, of the people. Do, majority of the world. Yes. Is that right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. which I hate In, to say. across every industry. Across yeah. Across every industry. Like, what am I supposed to do next? And then if they're not, if you're not telling them that this needs that this what needs to be done, then they're just sitting idle. Yes. Until they're told what is to be done next. They're not trying to find something. The problem is, is in real estate, you have to find something that makes it rain. And if you don't, yes. then it's never just going to come to you. Absolutely. Unless you're in the middle of a pandemic and the rates are super sad. That's about it. Right? Yeah, but we, even then, you and I know plenty of agents who were in that environment and did not do well. Because Yeah, I mean, just, it was hard not to. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You'd have to but, just be sitting and doing nothing. You know, I mean, they were falling out of the sky. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, you still had to show, you know, still make oh, it where people something. remember sure. that you were, yeah, you were, you an, were agent. an agent. Yeah. 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 All right. So my last question is, what are the goals for 2024 other than, you know, what, what did she say? A uh, hundred thousand yeah, yeah. followers, right? So we got that down. hundred thousand followers by that, December of 2024, yeah, so right? which is awesome. My big goal is to really grow and expand social media and really, I, I want to expand my network, I want to branch out to agents across the country and connect buyers and sellers with agents across the country. I want to get into more educating buyers and sellers in general. 
and I want like really that, want to grow my question social is media. Why, why you should build a team. The way you, my the husband way you keeps talk, saying that. You seem but, like you're more of a leader type of. Yeah. You probably could lead a really good team. I mean, yeah, I I would. Me. You know what? I would rather advise new agents, and I have that as an offering on my link tree on Instagram. Um, if you need help as an agent in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, I would love to help you. We Just can help Yeah, you can of. give me a referral fee or whatever. We could arrange something, but I would love to help them because a lot of them just don't know what they're doing. Um, but you know, with the teams, like I don't want to be providing leads, oh, yeah. you know, that kind right. of stuff. But, I understand. No, I appreciate it. But, um, well, so more like the, a teacher situation. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Which is, yeah. So personally, I'm just focusing on social media. I want to get a lot of leads. I want to hit new people that I haven't, that I don't have access to. Yeah. Um, I just want to meet more buyers and sellers through social media. And what do you think is going to happen social. in the 2024 market here? Are we going to blow up in, uh, I mean, what's blow up meaning like market crash? Is that what you're asking? No, no, no market crashes. Right? <laughs> oh, you mean blow we up? We never as said the like... loan officers don't speak of market crashes, right? We don't, we right. don't, we don't. Those are you... bad memories we've been through. Yeah, yeah. You but, mean no, like... I'm talking about blow up like in a good way. Like, oh, right? is yeah. It, is it going to, are we going to, it's got to be a better year than 2023. I say that to every guest for the last 11 weeks. It's got to be a better year than 2023. 2023, we've really seen, I think, yeah. the bottom. And we can only go up from here. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, is that, um, is that? I don't think we've seen the bottom of pricing. That's the problem. And okay. we don't have inventory. So I ran, I looked at some numbers um, this week and Cherry Hill. Not Cherry Hill. Is, is one month of inventory. Yeah, there's nothing there. Uh, Audubon and Collingswood are below one month, which means there are nine homes for sale in Collingswood. What about Marlton and all that? They're the same. There's, okay. there's the same Another. as Cherry Hill. I mean, Collingswood has nine houses for sale right now. And and half of them are overpriced and have been sitting there. Right, so there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing for sale. So. Well, Jersey's just nothing. Everybody Pennsylvania suburbs is, is pretty much the same. I mean, yeah. depending on the town. But we don't have inventory to meet the demand. So if the interest rates go into the fives, and I don't think they will because that would set inflation high again. And so I think our inflation numbers will be bad again. If they go into the fives, everyone is going to be buying. Well, now there's nothing we, to buy though. There's nothing to buy except Philly. Philly, there's a lot to buy. Well, right. they, will they come back into the city then? I hope so. I hope so. So, right. So that's, that's where we are. Right. People want to buy. Right. Some people have the money. Some people don't. People want to buy. If they go down to 5%, everyone's going to want to buy, but there's no inventory. But what we're hoping for is that all our boomer friends and which parents. Is, which there's a lot of them. <laughs> right. We're Especially hoping that if the, right, if, if the rates go down to five, we're hoping that a lot of the boomer generation will sell their houses, but that's still not enough. We generally don't have enough housing to meet the growing population and the demand. So it, I think it's going to be a better year for sure because interest rates did go down a little, even though they're actually the same or up higher from where we were in January of 2022. Oh, yeah. I no about that. Yeah. But they're still lower than the 8%, eight and a quarter range that we sold three months ago. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think the suburbs are going to be back again to – crazy bidding wars, which they have been all they already long. are. Yeah. yeah. Already are. Again, we're not, by the way, we've been in that terrible inventory status for three years. 
with 1% inventory. Like, I'm not 1%, one month, one month uh, supply. The problem is that she knows her numbers too well. <laughs> they're they're tr- they're 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 painfully truthful numbers yeah. that uh, that just hurt to even hear, but it's true. Right? right, right. There's no inventory. There's no inventory. And I think that's so- what no one really talks about. Like everybody says, oh, the rates are low and the, everything's low and everything's great. But you're right. The, the truth of the matter is, is that there's not enough houses to buy. Yeah. So people thought, oh, I have these conversations weekly. Oh, really? We still have bidding wars. Yes, but yeah, interest they rates don't, are eight percent. They don't realize it. Right. Well, yes. Interest rates are 8%. So what that means is instead of 50 buyers for that house, there's now 20 or 15 or 10, which even five buyers for one house is extremely competitive. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, that's what they don't realize. Yeah. And that's like, it's not a secret. It's just, they don't tell, they don't televise that. They don't, it's not really social media. Like, no, there's no inventory. Yeah. It's more about the rates went down time to buy or the rates went up slow down. Yeah. Or, you know, they're not saying anything about, yeah, the rates went down, but there's no inventory. Right. And we're talking about the suburban market in Philly. Cause if you, if the rates go down to 5% in Philly, I think we're going to get a lot of South Philly first time home buyers out again. Sure we are. But that in the suburbs, the inventory to buy. Yeah. So we're going to get busy. In the suburbs, we're also going to get a lot more buyers enter the market, except that there's no inventory. So we're going to have a problem there. Yeah. But maybe other parts of the country, maybe they have a lot of inventory. I don't know. Right. Well, you're going to fix it. All right. We, we need you. <laughs> we need Toll we Brothers. Need, please come to <laughs> South Jersey and build, build, well, build. That, that's, another, that's a whole other issue, right? They need building going on. And, and there's, there's no land there's in no Jersey. Land build, yeah. Right? Everyone built. keeps talking about people leaving Jersey, but I like Jersey's overpopulated. Yeah. Where are they going now? I mean, in Florida? Yeah. Uh, you know. And then they're coming back because they're like, just kidding. <laughs> New Jersey's awesome. Which is, to me... <laughs> I think New Jersey's great. I think New Jersey's great, too. I think the property taxes have gotten insane. Yeah, but Delaware but County's, like, right there. Well, it's the same thing. It. Right, yeah. right, right. Go to Delaware. I, yeah. I've done deals in That's Delaware. That's another tiny The taxes are state. so yeah. low. $2,000 But we a year. have the jobs. Like, between New York City, North Jersey, Philly, um, King of Prussia... And Cherry Hill, we we really have well, we're the a, hub good, of the jobs. a good chunk of the jobs. I mean, yeah. there's a reason 9 yeah. million people live in New Jersey, even though everyone likes to talk poorly of New Jersey. There's a reason 9 million people. Is it people, 9 million live in there? Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that. It's 9 million people in a little state. Yeah. But well, they love Jersey. Yeah. Well, we have everything. I mean, I talk as if I, I'm from Jersey, but I right. talk as if I hey, live You better there. watch out. You're, you're, <laughs> I'm you're, a Philly you know, girl now. <laughs> you're, you're in the city here, buddy. All right. We know where you live. All right. You can't. <laughs> so many people in the suburbs talk so much crap about Philly. You don't think I get it every day? Oh, yeah. The minute they hear it, like, hi, Alex, how are you? Where are you from? Uh, I'm with Green Tree Mortgage. Really? Where do you live? Philadelphia. Yeah. What? Do you get you mugged and shot Philly? every yeah. day? What do you, what, what do you, what do you dodge bullets? Do you <laughs> yeah. even come out of your house? Oh. Yeah. What, your kids go to school there? there? What do they do? What, do you drive them 50 miles to go to school? Because I know <laughs> they don't go to school in Philadelphia. <laughs> Meanwhile, my entire block is like yeah. professionals, yeah. doctors, yeah. lawyers, yeah. Yeah. and they all have little kids. Right. <laughs> right. Well, Meredith is over there, right? So that's a good area that you're in. It's yeah. got top schools in the area. Yeah. Uh, in the city. Absolutely. You have some of the best schools. Yep. You know, so. Yeah. Philly is where it's at. You want a deal? Come to Philly. Right. Basha, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having you me. You did awesome. Thank you. Appreciate all the knowledge. Yeah, you got a absolutely. lot of info. Check her out, right? Go on her social media. I'm not lying. It's good stuff. 
Yeah, Basha Bubel Realtor. There you go, right? And uh, KW Empower, though we'll just say Philly yeah. for now because- We're still she's KW Philly. Philly. Yeah, she's still KW, yeah. right, it hasn't changed. Yeah, it hasn't changed yet. Yeah. Right, so she's still KW Philly, which we'd like to keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens there, but thank Philly. you for coming thank on. Thank you so much. And uh, we will talk soon. Uh, check out the show Wednesday, 9 a.m., uh, every Wednesday at 9 a.m. in all air. And uh, any questions, I'm always here, let me know. Thanks.